this week's Frankly Golf podcast. I'm Valerie Melvin here with Frank Thomas. This week is podcast number 30 and we are going to be talking about distance, data and decisions. It's going to be an interesting one, Frank. It's the three days. The three days. Now, um, we have in a previous podcast kind of covered the subject of caddies and distance measuring devices, but uh, for the purposes of this podcast, we'll kind of just talk a little bit about that, um, a little bit more about that, and then get into um, some more discussion. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting to understand how technology is having uh, invading, I call it invading the game of golf, because uh, it's invaded the rest of our lives, and uh, we've embraced it, uh, and getting to the point where we don't know what to do with it is there's so much of it coming down. But as it's invading golf, it really does... Uh, I'm a little concerned about it. But if you think about it um, from the distance measuring devices, which uh, we're all very familiar with, uh, the caddy used to be able to tell you how far you could you should hit the shot. He knew your game, and he tell, almost tells you what club to use. And that was, in the, you know, all the way from in the 1500s. And then it uh, eventually developed uh, to the point where uh, the distance being given to you by the caddy was subs- uh, you know was uh, supplemented by uh, a tree on the side or 150 yard posts and or markers in the middle of the fairway and then sprinkler heads etc and uh, so the distance eventually evolved and the pro- progression was inevitable mm-hmm. that from a good caddy you'd be able to get these booklets to tell you where to, where to go however uh, I'm a little concerned as to uh, exactly what's happening now. And also you've got to recognize that, you know, the, the technology involved, uh, we, it was only in the 60s uh, that, uh, that uh, we sent satellites into the sky to, to develop uh, the GPS system. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and and uh, also the laser beams themselves in the 60s. They started in about 1960. And now we've perfected the use of those to actually give you exactly what sort of distance you you can you need from you you to the to the, to where your target is to the hole if that's the case, and you you take that measurement uh, uh, through the distance measuring device, and it's uh, it's it's fascinating is that to to understand that the the signal to get your distance of 130 yards to the flag has to travel approximately 48,000 miles. <laughs> this to, is with the GPS, Frank, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is basically the, the, the thing we got. Uh, the, the actual device itself is, uh, you know, it, it's um, uh, you're the satellites. You need three satellites. And it has to travel to the satellites and back again, then you calculate your distance. So, Do you not uh, think that seems slightly like overkill? I mean, I mean, I know it's important to know your distance, but I mean, like... but I mean, I'm just pointing out that the fact uh-huh. that how technology has changed, and then the, the, that's the that's the GPS system, and never mind the laser system. The, the lasers have, as I say, developed in 1960s, and they've taken over everything. Yeah. I think you get lasers all of your life. You having lasers do all sorts of things, and 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 now you can measure the the actual distance that way to to any. Uh, you know, mark on on the on the on the golf course, and the contours on the green are, are covered with in in by laser scanning. 
Yes, it's very, very interesting. I mean, what do you think? Um, the thing that sort of, uh, it becomes, I suppose in my own mind, slightly problematic is there's one thing is to have a good caddy who can give you a distance. But the next thing is, well, if, if you have a system that basically takes into account, and I know we're not allowed to get this information now, but things like the wind and the conditions. Um, but if, if a smart app, which I'm sure people are developing probably already, um, was developed where it would it would know your history under various conditions. So within that system, it, it would have recorded the data, even though you're not aware of it. And then it makes a recommendation to you. So let's say it's 140 yards, um, you know, downwind. And it says, well, actually, you see, you say, well, maybe I'll hit a seven iron. And it says, no, actually, I think you should take out your eight this time. You know, because it knows your patterns and your history. Now, at what point we can all argue, well, if you'd a good caddy, they would do that. But maybe they wouldn't like because the caddy's human the same way as you are. So at what point, you know, the, the computer has the data it is recorded every single point. So at what point is the argument that it's the same as a caddy not really like viable anymore? Well, I think uh, you have to recognize that the the if you if you you know extrapolate out to what we're normally doing and all sorts of things in in the game of golf being too concerned about it but i think in this particular case it's it's valid uh you extrapolate the progress of of these devices and artificial intelligence you know, that's what you're talking about an app with and and some means of being able to take over all the skills that are required to play the game of golf and, and substitute with, with, a, with an app. Uh, it was in 1960, as a matter of fact, when, when the first uh, rule was written about distance measuring devices. And I think uh, you've got a copy of the rule book right yep, now. Yeah, I do. 60 rule book. 19, 1960s rule, um, artificial devices. Um, I'll just read it out. Yeah, right? so I think it's rule 37-9. That's right. Okay, Except A, M, B, and C. Okay, I'll go for it. <laughs> Except as provided for under the rules, the player shall not use any artificial device, A, which might assist him in making a stroke or in his play, B, for the purpose of gauging or measuring distance or conditions which might affect his play, or C, which not being part of the grip, see Appendix 2D, is designed to give him artificial aid in gripping the club. Exceptions are plain gloves and material or substance applied to the grip, such as tape, gauze or resin. Penalty for breach of rule 37-9, disqualification. Yeah, and, and, and I, think, I think we need to go back to the notes uh, at, at the committee meetings during that period of time when they made those decisions. Because uh, obviously artificial devices were starting to come in. I remember when they had these trundle wheels that you said you cannot use those on a golf course to see how far you drove the ball. Uh, obviously that's important to see how far you drive the ball and make a measurement. But you, if you subtract it from the overall distance of the hole, you can then determine how far it is to the to the flag from where you've gone. So it was it was cumbersome, and, and but it it was it was the, the thought process. I think I'm interested in, and and what the thinking was, and I think I understand it, having been involved with with artificial devices and unusual equipment for years in my stay with with the USGA, and um, I think we need to look back at that. 
understand what the thinking was and then start applying it to some of the, the in, to the invasion we see in the game of golf right now in, with technology. Now, I mean, I think the thing that I think about is when you think about distance, so let's say, let's go back to my example of it being 140 yards. Now, maybe years ago, you weren't quite sure what club would hit at 140 yards. Because that's a, that's you, a skill. Well, because you would have to really know and have measured that yourself physically by using a trundle wheel, Frank, or even if you have a distance measuring device, you know, firing something at, you know, a, a, a stake in the ground or, you know, somewhere that was the average of your dispersion of your shots. Now, um, from the player side of it, well, we've got, I mean, track man and ranges now. You know exactly how far you hit it. I mean, you know, you know your your average shot with each club. These these uh, programs do all that for you. Um, so when you get, a, you know, an actual yardage, you know pretty much what, what club to pull out because you've got that history of, of you know, what, what you hit and when. And I mean, my, I, I get kind of, like, I see both sides of it because I see, well, does it make it more fun? Does it make the game a bit easier? You know, is it better to kind of know that? Or on the other hand, you know, it's really a skill that you've learned through the years. It's something that you master. And I often think back to the time we played at Isle of Seal, um, which is a small course, nine-hole course of um, up near Oban in Scotland. And, you know, you have to go on a little bit of a, a an adventure to find it. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. But we played there without our distance measuring devices. And, you know, some of the holes have got the pins uh, were actually different heights, uh, partly because of the contours and partly because, well, they just happened to be that way. So sometimes you'd look at a hole and you think, wow, that's really far away. But you look at the distance of the hole. Um, from the tee, you know, your overall hole distance, you'd be like, it can't be that far away. And it was because the, the, the actual size of the pin was smaller than you would normally see, so it looked further away. Um, but I think if you go back to that sort of essence of the game, you know, there's definitely a skill in that, like being able to judge the distance. Do you yeah, not think? I, I, I absolutely. And I, th I think that was one of the concerns people had is, is that you're going to lose the skill that is required to play the game which encompasses all sorts of things. Uh, reading greens, uh, read how the distance is, how far you hit the shot. And there's no question about the fact that you can go out to a driving range and, and get the, your, your track man to let you know how far you hit each shot. And that could go into your app your, and then the artificial intelligence as we talked about before takes over and, and understands exactly how you play the shot. Um, and you're asking the question is, is is that uh, making the game any better? Is it any more fun? Uh, and and uh, are we are we taking the skill out of the game? Uh, certainly, we we say that when we talk about equipment. Right. Uh, you know, you can't get any piece of equipment that's going to do wonderful things to you that you that re requires a skill. There aren't any too, too many pieces of equipment that'll do that, by the way, mm -hmm. even though we believe there are, or, uh -huh. can, or hope there are, or wish <laughs> there are, but um, there aren't any. But, but taking the skill out of the, out of the game, uh, I don't believe is going to make it that much more enjoyable. As an example, if you enjoy driving a car, and I enjoy driving a car, a lot of people enjoy actually driving a car, so now you get into a car and you, it's an autonomous car 
and you sit down behind the wheel and you don't do anything. And the car does all the driving for you. Has that made it more enjoyable to drive? It may be a little safer, maybe. And you get to from A to B, uh, but has, has it really had a, a beneficial effect on you and the skill required to get, uh, play the game? Now, you have to understand there's a difference between driving a car to work versus, uh, you know, playing around a golf. Playing around a golf is you go and play it because it is difficult, because it is a challenge, because you try to challenge yourself. So you want that challenge, but now you're taking a little bit of it away from from using by using some of the technology that's uh, available to us. Yeah, it's really, it's a very interesting topic. And particularly when you think about, I mean, obviously we've, we've spent a lot of time researching and working on, on putting specifically. And I think... The green contour books, I'm not really sure how I feel about them. I think I can understand how they could give people a bit, like, give people a better understanding of the way that putts break and understanding more about, you know, what they need to do. And I see it as a, a learning tool to give people better skills and maybe shortcut some of the, well, I the think, time. I think that's right. If you're going to use it to, to teach people how to read green, say, listen, here's the green. You have a look at it and see how it's going to break. Now look at the contour map and it or the app that says this is how it's going to break. See how how good you are in your skills, so you can train yourself. It's a sort of a shortcut to learning how to read green. But I do think I think I, I'm I'm very concerned about us. We're moving away from the skill level, specifically on on the tour or everywhere. But on the tour, it's being used. These contour uh, green contour books, booklet, green books, and and uh, it's it's slowing the game down, number one, and it's taking a skill away from you, absolutely reducing the skill. So if you go back to 1960 and think about the, the thought process in taking away the artificial devices or, or unusual equipment which might assist you in making a stroke or in your play, this is, I think, an absolute violation of the thought process behind that. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a very thought-provoking subject and um, I hope it's uh, made you think a little bit about it. Um, I, I, As I said earlier, I, I find myself sort of, you know, seeing both sides of it and, you know, um, see the benefits and also the, the potential risk because the question is, as you often say, Frank, the question is what's next? It's yeah. not what this is, it's what comes next. Yeah, and I think also we've got to, we've got to balance this thing why do you play golf? You play golf to evaluate yourself, but now you're taking some of that uh, that challenge out of it. So actually, you're reducing the the uh, beneficial effects of of uh, evaluating yourself and accepting the challenge. Very good. Well, listen. We hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, until next time. May the frog be with you. <laughs> <laughs>